Think about this scenario for a minute. A lady walks into a bank, looking to open an account. Unbeknownst to the person behind the counter, this lady can barely read or write. What way does she go about it? How does she manage to read through the pile of paperwork and sign the documents to open the account? She has a couple of options. She could tell the bank teller about her situation. That she can barely read or write. That literacy is something she has struggled with her entire adult life. Or she could make something up. I'm sorry, um, I forgot my glasses. Would you be able to read through it for me? Most people in her situation, they go with the glasses. In Ireland, over half a million people struggle with basic reading, writing and maths. The definition of literacy is somewhat shifted in recent years, as how we live our lives becomes more dependent on technology and information. These days, literacy is about more than just reading and writing. It's about being able to use smartphones, to Google, and to get information online. I meet Chris Carthy in Connolly Station, Dublin. She left school when she was 13, just after sixth class. There were 15 children in her family. She was the 13th. And it was automatically presumed that she would finish her education and go out and get work. Chris's struggles with literacy means that she used to be afraid to do lots of everyday things, like taking public transport or planning a journey. Today, we are spending time together. This would be one of my first times not to be scared. So usually I'm terrified because I... So many people and if I have to catch another train, if I, have to go on, if I had to go on the Lewis... Uh, to get down the steps, to make sure I'm on the right one. Uh, terrified I might have to On a more basic day-to-day level, a person who struggles with their literacy might have difficulty understanding the instructions on medicines, totting up a bill at the end of a meal, helping their children with homework, or searching online for directions or a place. These are all things that people take for granted every single day. All these things would go through my head because I'd be so just overwhelmed. But now it's like, okay, have a look down and say, ah, oh, I go when I have a coffee. I'll calm down, have a think about this. In this podcast, we're going to speak to a wide array of people who, like Chris, have made the first steps in trying to improve their literacy and in turn improve their own quality of life. They all have a unique story to tell. Chris has worked a wide array of jobs in her lifetime. Laundries, cleaning toilets, washing dishes... Um, oh, a factory. And um, then when I was 17, 18, I went to work in uh, with people with disabilities. Chris worked as a housekeeper in various hospitals, clinics and homes for many years to come. She loved the work, loved meeting people, the pay was great and she was really, really good at her job. What she loved most, though, was being active during her work week. But although she was excelling during her work, her literacy was creating problems for her socially. Wouldn't have been able to read a cover of a paper or a picture. I might be able to still, like a child, make up what it might be. You know, what it, not what it actually was. 
Um, I would get in a terrible panic if someone was saying, oh, my God, did you read the paper yesterday? Did you see? And everyone would have their little bit to say and ask me then. And I'd just say, oh, no, I didn't see that. No, I was, I was, you know, it was constant, like, cover up for me, you know. After meeting in Connolly Station, we catch up in a local cafe over a cup of coffee, something that used to bring a lot of anxiety to Chris. In social situations, people who struggle with literacy are often able to go to incredible lengths to hide their abilities. These coping strategies are often what gets people through the day. In Chris's case... Oh, what's on the menu, everyone? I'll take slow, take off my coat, or oh, I'm dying to go to the toilet. Tell us quick what's on there. Is there any fish and chips? Is there any burger? There might be something really gorgeous on there that I want. Not that I can't afford it, it's just that I'm afraid to look at the menu and then people would know that... Um, so it was basically burger and chips, fish and chips, or something simple. Something not good for you anyway, not all the time. So After a long-term relationship had ended, Chris moved back to her hometown in Sligo. Unsure of what her own future held, she reached out to a former employer of hers in search of more housekeeping and cleaning work to keep her going. They said, come out for an interview. So the man that I'd worked with all the years ago, he said, um, yeah, sure. come on, come back, give it a go, see how you get on. And they continued to stay there for 10 years. Around eight years into her spell there, Chris's working life began to get a lot more troublesome as there was a greater shift in focus towards health and safety legislation in the workplace. I had my own, my own ward where I would go and collect my products. The man would give me my products and I just take them off but then when health and safety came in there was lists so they'd send the list down to your ward and say what kind of thing you would you would you want but the um, products changed it wasn't like domestic just anymore or a, just a blue bottle or just a red bottle it was all kinds of colours and then X's on it and big you know cross going through something and I got scared and I thought well with the people I'm working with disabilities and stuff like that and people around me you know I just got scared As the job spec changed her co-workers also began to take note of her inability to complete some of the administrative elements and duties of the job For the first time in her career Chris felt like she had no options that there was nothing left to do aside from step back from one of the main things in her life that brought her real joy in her own admission, she was quite down on herself at the time. I thought there was no way out, really. And uh, thank God the HSE decided that they wanted to make people redundant. So I thought, right, I'll go and ask. They told me what the money was. I said, OK, that's enough to get me out of debt and to live for a few months until find something else. And I wasn't no sooner really out when these ads came on the TV for Nala. I've always been good with my hands, but reading and writing were never my strong points. Chris phoned up the number on screen to try and get more information on Nala and what services they offer. Nala are an independent charity dedicated to helping people like her who struggle with many of life's daily tasks because of their literacy and were able to give her information on how she could find an ETB adult literacy course near her hometown and what the course might entail. They told me where the place was in Sligo and popped down. And it took me a while, like I went in, went out, went in, went out. But then eventually, as I say, I went in 
And then I got a call to say, would you be prepared to come and do a one-to-one? Come and meet us, talk. And I did. And basically started, like I said, nearly two weeks after I'd finished work. Chris arranged her first tuition in reading and English with Sligo Adult Learning and Education Service, which is run by Mayo, Sligo and Leitrim Education and Training Board. Her first foray back into education since leaving at the age of 13, nearly 40 years earlier. I started with Pauline was her name and she was gorgeous and lovely and she made me feel perfectly perfect. I got to know all the people in the building as well. And they'd be Chris, Chris, hi Chris, blah, blah, blah. And then I decided, well, maybe I could do more. So then they encouraged me to do more. After completing her first 12 months in adult education, Chris was extremely eager to try and continue upskilling and partaking in the various courses and classes on offer to students in the Sligo Centre. You know, I wanted to be with other people doing other things. And then there was a computer class. And that was with another lady called Bridie. And on, in the computer class, it was everything on that. It was maths and maybe stories. You might have to fill in a sentence. Might be a sentence in it. Jack and Jill went up the hill. And if you made a mistake, you could press the button and there's the spelling. So I did that for another year. And then I actually went on to do computers itself. Chris's life had changed an extraordinary amount in a relatively short period of time. She went from being the person in the bank who forgot her glasses to the person signing in online and doing it digitally. She had known for years that her literacy had been holding her back in many aspects of her life, but had no idea of the extent that she was missing out on, particularly in relation to the internet and technology. Her newfound levels of literacy made her extremely eager to explore as much as possible, and the computer has now become a staple of her everyday life. Actress D-R-E-S-S by B-O B-O H-O as part of her education and modules into computing and communications, Chris and her fellow classmates would go on to learn how to use social media sites such as Facebook and WhatsApp. In a world where a certain level of technology is nearly expected as a given, this made Chris feel more connected than ever to the world at large, but more importantly her friends and family. I'm able to talk to my grandchildren every Sunday. I go into the messenger and my grandchildren talk away to me. They can just sit the phone up on the thing and talk away and tell me all their news and what they're doing with themselves. And Every Sunday I'm more excited than I was the last Sunday, just to see their faces, just to see them jumping on the bed or saying, oh, Nanny, we read such a book and we were here, we went there and we done this or we done that. Or to see my son's face if I'm telling him something, like let's say I was t- told him about my... And he's, oh, Mum, that's great. And what, you got a mini? Five distinctions. Oh, mom, class. You know, his face, you know, tells it all. You know, no matter what about anyone else, if he's happy with it, then I know I did good. Over the past few years, a particular high on Chris's journey with literacy came when she was using the internet to find out a lot more information on her family tree. Her mother was originally from a village on the border of Gibraltar in Spain and had moved to Ireland after World War II. But Chris knew very little about that side of the family. The village of Melin in Spain, 
and it showed me pictures and there was a video of people walking and then it told you some of the history and the one thing that was left of the village was the church of the Immaculate Conception. So I said, brilliant. The church is over 150 years old, if not more. So I thought, right, so my mother was christened there. She was made her communion, her confirmation. God, I'd love to go there and stand in the church. And then I discovered when I got my mother's um, birth cert that actually her father and mother were also from the same village and also christened, confirmed, and got married there. They got married. Her mum and dad got married in that church. Like, you know it's just not in your imagination anymore. You can see it, it's there. Um, and to think that you didn't know all these things, even though this was your mum and her life, there's so much that you didn't know about her and that you never imagined you could. And all you have to do is be able to use the computer and the village comes up, the history, well, they're possibly related to me. And it just makes you want to do more and more and look more and what else don't I know? What else can I find out? It's been nearly 10 years since Chris first enrolled in her first class in Sligo, and it's clear to see how much the service has impacted her life for the better. Confidence is a trait that often comes and goes, depending on the circumstances of the person's life at the time. Because of her new relationship with literacy, it is something that has been a constant in her life over the past number of years. I can interact with almost anyone. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're rich, poor, anything. It doesn't matter what you are. I don't feel ashamed of myself. I always felt I wasn't good enough to be in that person's company. Or that person might ask me something. Or, as I was saying to someone today, they might say a sentence. But one word in that sentence mightn't make any sense to me. But that might be the whole of the sentence, it might be the middle of the sentence, and I might say yes or no, but I didn't know, and they'd be like, what? But now I don't worry about what people are saying if I'm not sure. I say, oh, what's what is that? You know, you said that word there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that now. Chris's literacy has allowed her to achieve a huge amount over the past decade. She has worked closely with both the elderly community and sick children in her area, doing things like reading for them or going on walks and discussing life's ups and downs, sharing her story and hearing theirs. And in a couple of weeks' time, Chris will be going to Gibraltar to learn more about her family's story something she previously considered impossible. In a different way, literacy has also played a really special role in helping Chris come to terms with her past, as well as being content with the present. When I look back at even all the achievements I've made from the time I was 18 or started work, I was, I had loads of different things. I'm great with communication, I'm, I'm great at cleaning, I'm great at helping people, but I couldn't see any of that in myself. It took for me to be able to read and write and see what the rest of the world was about and then say, this is me, I'm a part of the world. And your eyes open up, you see everything so much clearer and especially your confidence that you are a good person, that you are here, you're not invisible. I actually thought I was invisible. I'm not. I'm actually a good person 
doing good things on a daily basis. Sometimes your own interpretation of your skills are different to what they actually are. Gwen Redmond has been working in adult education for the last 15 years. She is an adult literacy organiser with Crumlin College of Further Education in Dublin. Crumlin College is run by the City of Dublin Education and Training Board. In Ireland, there are 16 education and training boards known as ETBs around the country. All of them provide free literacy, numeracy and computer courses to adults looking to improve their skills. The courses that they offer are designed to be extremely flexible for potential learners. Many learners, similar to Chris, would have had very low confidence in their abilities before starting a class. Gwen ensures that literacy classes in Crumlin College help students make the most of their skills they already have while also learning new ones. You actually might have quite good skills, but you've been telling yourself for a very long time that you don't. So when someone comes to the service, the question of how their first classes are timetabled or, or um, organised for them is around how they feel about them. Some learners are just too nervous to go into a group. They may have very good skills and well able to go into group work, but they won't try that yet. It's just too much for them. So um, they might start in one-to-one. Um, other learners are happy to go ahead and join the group that you say that might suit them best. We normally offer two to three two-hour classes per week. That would be ideal, really, you know, to be attending two or three times a week. And in those kind of classes are set up. They're quite small. There'll be about six or eight in each class. And you're in a group with individuals who are trying to learn the same things as you, you know. So there's no sense of a fear of people knowing stuff that you don't know. Will you be able to keep up that kind of thing? Many people with low levels of literacy have had a negative experience of school in the past and associate returning to learning with that experience. Often people feel too embarrassed to return to learning and go to great extremes to hide their difficulties from their friends and family. However, this does not have to be the case. Adult education is a very different experience to school. Tutors work at a pace that the learner is comfortable with. It's friendly, it's relaxed and it can also be a bit of fun. The first thing I always say to a new learner who had a bad experience the first time round is this is not school. This is an adult learning environment. You won't go into a classroom and see somebody standing at the top dictating to you or, you know, it's a very democratic environment. If you walked into one of our rooms, you wouldn't be able to tell who the teacher was necessarily because they're all adults sitting in a circle together working on their skills. And that would be really important to adult educators because we're very aware that first time round people had difficulties. So it's really important to us that this time it has to work for the learner because they've been so brave to come back and um, trust an education system again. School that time wasn't a very pleasant place to be. Michael Duffy from Cavan Monaghan ETB. I'm a mature student, well, very mature. Actually, I'm 65 years of age, my God. I was 57 when I learned how to read. And in our particular school, if you were good at sports and football, like you may have brilliant, but I was crap at all that. So therefore, I was back at the back of the class. In a similar vein to Chris, Michael first began his journey into adult education when his work situation changed. The ability to read and write well was becoming more important in his job. There was a local little school beside us and they were doing computer courses. And I was after getting a laptop, but I didn't even know how to turn, turn it on, you know, at the time. So I decided I was going to be adventurous and I was going to learn how to do everything. I was going to be like Bill Yates, so I was actually... Michael's enthusiasm for the new challenge was clear, but his poor literacy skills made it impossible for him to take part in the module. That was the problem for me. I wasn't fit to read the, the document like you mean that be put before us and uh, write up the answer, things like that. That's what my big problem was. And it clicked with me. At that stage, I pointed out to the tutor, which was run the computer course, and she contacted the literacy organiser in our area. And she set up a one-to-one tutor to help me 
get the basic grabs of reading, writing and numeracy. After I finished up with the one-to-one courses, I went into a group setting, which was a hell of a change. But saying that is, there was an awful lot of ones there still at my level. I wasn't unique, I wasn't the only one. And that's important for people to realise that they're not the only ones out there. Any adult education theory is grounded in the idea that adults bring knowledge to the classroom. They're not a blank slate like a child is when they arrive at primary school. So it's really important that we as tutors encourage learners to learn from each other and to recognise the skills they have and utilise the skills they have in the classroom. So that happens very quickly. I mean, it's part and parcel of what happens in adult education. So you'll find that a few weeks in, the teacher often can step back and allow the learning to happen between the learners. And then again, of course, that improves confidence as well. Going back to literacy, it's not just learn how to read. It opens a huge amount of doors for everyone. It changes people's lives. Even having a conversation like I'm in with someone, you're fit to say, well, I've seen such a thing in the paper, like you mean, you know, what do you think of that? And you know, you're fit to talk about what's out there rather than just empty talk. Well, I, I end up having an accident in work. It still affects me now, like, you know, I, I end up getting epilepsy you now from it, like, and it was actually my doctor that suggested that I, I go back because I, I did speak about it, but uh, she made the call for me. Lee Mitchell. A learner from Kildare, Wicklow, ETB. First day I was outside and I was walking up and down the road, like, you know, and I was just, like, it didn't, I was thinking, will I go in, will I not, will I go in? Then I went in and they sat me down and they kind of got, got me to do it a little bit. And they said that the level that I thought I was at, I was way up more, you know, it was better than I thought. Lee began his literacy education with some one-to-one tuition in English and reading. He immediately took to it. I was asked to do a bit from a book. It was just like, you know, read a couple of pages and then we go back in and talk about that. And um, that was the first book then I, I finished then in my whole life. Then after that, I read loads, like, you know. When I, was, when I first in school, like, you'd be thrown back at you. You wouldn't be even shown what you did wrong. At this time, like, they, they explain things to you and they make it more fun, you know. People won't feel like they're um, under pressure and they won't run away from it. The literacy skills we need today are changing all the time. In order to participate fully in society, people not only need to be able to read and write, they also need to know how to use computers, smartphones and social media. I brought my daughter to James Hospital for some blood tests the other day and the very first thing she had to do was go to an interactive screen and sign herself in. So if you think about the simple everyday things like that, they're very intimidating to somebody who is fearful of using literacy or is fearful if they get to the screen, what will happen there? So um, for us, it's to stay abreast of how technology is used in society. I think the last OECD report said that one in two people in Ireland have difficulties with technology. That's a lot of people to be excluded. So technology definitely is a big one for us to upskill on. The learner is always changing. You know, the demographic changes. When I started out, the majority of learners were women and they would have been women who maybe left school at 15, 16 and raised a family and had worked, and then later on in life had time to go back for education. That's not the case now. The majority of my services are men, and very often men who maybe had worked right up to the crash, and after the crash found it very difficult to go back into employment because their skills were seen as obsolete, or maybe they hadn't got particular certificates. The most challenging thing for the education service and the tutors there is to be so flexible and adaptable to who's going to come into the classroom every September. They'll feel welcome once they're in the centre. I know it's hard to take that first step, but go and give it a try and see how they feel. Because once you're in there, your world's open. Do you know what I mean? Your confidence grows and grows. I'd encourage them to 
take the first step and go back to education but not just jump in with say because if you jump in too deep into a pool like you mean because you just start with very low levels in education just start like I start with a one to one and move up they can improve the literacy and numeracy they can participate more in society and it makes you feel warm and good in yourself the only thing that held me back was me and just worrying about what everybody else thought and when you make that first step and you walk in that door they're there to help you and you're not the only person there's so many others out there I was 47 I'm now 56 years old so just go in do it get going and see for yourself that anything is possible If reading, writing, maths or technology is holding you back take the first step free phone 1800 20 20 65 for more information on free courses or go to takethefirststep.ie This podcast is supported by the European Social Fund the Government of Ireland, ETBI, Solus and NALA.